started, which is the sacrifice they're making. I want to uh, I want to just let him come and worship the Lord in song, and we want to worship the Lord with him. Praise God. Amen. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Now, how about the rest of you? Is everybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I used to hear my my good friend, Brother Robert Davis, say, "I'd rather be I'd rather be in church than in the best hospital in town." Amen. Well, I would. I'd rather be here than any bar. I'd rather be here than. Anywhere else I know, amen. There's nothing like being in the house of God, amen. Brother Nick, come right ahead, amen. We love you folks. So glad that you're here, amen. Amen, amen. Well, we're glad to be in church, and uh, tonight we figured Brother Epley was still here, and we didn't have anybody that didn't speak both languages we said let's go up and get blessed again amen good to hear the good news of what the lord is doing amen señor mi dios al contemplar los cielos firmamento y las estrellas mi al oír tu voz en los potentes truenos y ver brillar el sol Thou 
it has been over these last three weeks to have brother and sister Epley in service with us. Amen. I'm telling you, I feel like we have been enriched. Our faith has been built. Amen. Thank God for those that have received a touch, those that have been Filled with the Holy Ghost or renewed in the Holy Ghost. Thank God for what He's done. Thank God for what He's doing. Amen. Praise God. And we appreciate so much, Brother and Sister Epley, following the leading of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. 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 And uh, once again, I want to turn this pulpit to Him. Um, I do need to announce they are serving after church. I, I meant to say that earlier, so uh, if you'd like to join them, I'm not sure what they're serving. Tacos. All right. Uh, I think that means the sole of your shoe, doesn't it? Something like that. That's, I think that's what taco means. So... Uh, <clears throat> You don't know what you're eating when you eat Mexican food if you don't know the language. You, you better study some Spanish before you go to ordering. Uh, that's like the word burrito. <laughs> uh, that, that, that means a little donkey. That's what that means. That's what, the, that's what it means. Am I right, Brother Nix? That's what it means. You go in and order a taco and a burrito, and what you're ordering is 
the sole of a shoe and a little donkey. And, yeah, Brother Epley said he's gotten that a few times. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. But anyhow, we want to invite everyone. Um, I don't know the cost. I, I, I don't know what they, whatever is the normal $5 a person or 50, and, and uh, 15 for the family or something like that. Anyhow, they'll know when you get there. But whatever it is, it's going to be cheaper than 54th Street. It's going to be cheaper. Really, it's cheaper than a Happy Meal. Happy Meals aren't so cheap anymore. You're not too happy when you get through buying them. And, uh, and you're giving all that money to Ronald McDonald, and you don't know what he's doing with it. Amen. So, and you don't know what they've got that's cooking it either. You don't know. There's just a lot of unknowns about going to a restaurant. And, uh, but you come down and enjoy some good fellowship and, and uh, help these ladies out that have prepared and fixed and Amen. Praise God. Brother Epley, we are we're thrilled. I hope I didn't just kill everything. Amen. But we're we're thrilled that you're you've been here and I mean that. And if God will allow, if God will allow, this won't be the last time that we see Brother and Sister Epley at New Life Pentecostal Church. Uh, he's a busy man. He's probably got his schedule booked up through about 2012 or something but but if he ever gets the chance to work us back into that busy schedule we sure would like for him to stop back by and be with us again amen and uh, I'll tell you Sister Epley's got quite the testimony she really does of how God spared her very very tragic incident in, in her life and um, sometime when she's feeling good and they're through here, I'd, I'd love for her to be able to share what God has done for her and how he spared her. Amen. Praise God. We love the Epleys dearly. And these, these are just special folks. Uh, met him some time back and got to hear him preach a couple times, but then got to spend some time with him in Racine at the camp meeting down there and uh, just grew to love them very much. And I'm just absolutely honored that they came by and, and spent these three weeks with us. And um, he's still going to be in the area. And as we find out the schedule, and the other pastors don't mind us dropping in once in a while. I don't mind you visiting as long as you remember where home is. Amen. Just don't forget where home is. That's the important thing. Amen. Brother Epley, we love you very much. And, and I am so thankful that you have come by and you have followed the Holy Ghost the way you have. And I'm telling you, every there's not been a service. There's not been a service that I felt like he dropped the ball or, or uh, dropped his watermelon or whatever they say. I'm telling you, every service he has plugged in and given us the mind of God and we have left here uh, either challenged, on our faces repenting, or encouraged, and our faith built. But in some way, every service has impacted me, and I believe it has you as well. Amen. Praise God. And so, Elder, we are thrilled, amen, once again to turn this pulpit to you, and I want you just to come. I want you to take your liberty again tonight, whatever you feel in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want you just to obey God. Everyone say, Brother Epley, preach to me. Would you say that? Brother Epley, preach to me. God bless you.
you, Brother Rick, and praise the Lord, everybody. You can be seated just a moment. We like to say that we are so thankful to be here. Amen. We, it is us that has been blessed, and uh, we hope we've blessed you some. We've really enjoyed being around your good pastor and his wife and family, this wonderful church family, and we've really enjoyed ourselves. Sometimes we have felt too much at home, maybe. Amen. And uh, we've had a good time, good time here. Brother Hill, can you take that to my wife? I want her to stand just too yes, much. Yes. Sometimes her voice is not real strong. You get strong at the house, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love the Lord tonight. and I, The Lord has been good to me. You know, I, I can't hardly testify without crying. But there's a song. It says, I've been through enough to know he built enough for me. Yes. He's come through so many times. That puts my mind at ease. Yes. I'll stake my very life. He's going to take good care of me because I've been through enough to know he'll be enough for me. And, you know, Brother Regan was saying I, I had an accident, and I'm not too much on getting in front of a crowd and speaking but from time to time the Lord deals with Brother Epley and he preaches a message it's not too late for a miracle you know and that was something Brother Reagan said that tonight and then this morning I was laying back there and I wasn't feeling well and I just hollered and I said What's, what are you going to preach tonight he said, I think, he said, it's been pressed on me to preach. It's not too late for a miracle. Right, you know, and when you said that, it was just a confirmation, unless the Lord's changed his mind since he's got here, and he has done that before. But I, I do want to thank your church family and your pastor and his wife and their children. Everybody's been so kind. The gift cards, the, all of the food, the kindness. You know, God is so good. There's good people good Christians all over. Never think never think you're not a nobody because by the blood of Jesus, he makes us what we are. You should sing an old song, I'm a child of the king. His royal blood now flows through my veins. I who was wretched and poor now can sing. Praise God, praise God, I'm a child of the King. I want to tell Brother Nix, I really enjoyed that song. Thank the Lord for the touch on that. You know, this, this popular culture, it's kind of got its way into the church. Songs don't mean nothing. I know they were singing a worshipful song around here this morning, and it just came in. They just kept singing, and... and Talk about how great God is. And I'd never heard it before. And a lot of these songs, we've, we've been in a certain locale and area, and every, every locale and area has their own flavor. And uh, since we've been evangelizing, we go to so many places, we don't, we don't know a song one. And you know, when you're 57, you don't learn too good. Hallelujah. So I just kind of bounce around a little bit and catch a word every now and then. And always I got them screens on the back wall, and I'm looking that away. So uh, you know, I, 
kind of hard, so uh, I just kind of pick up a word every now and then. But they got singing about the greatness of God, yes. how great God was. Yes, yes. And the Lord come in here so powerful. And then this good elder sung tonight on the greatness of God. Yes. And really, that's what I'm going to preach about tonight. If the Lord will help me. We've been blessed so much. Brother Rigney has been so wonderful to us. Appreciate every offering, every meal, just everything. And, and more than anything, I'm just thankful to get to even know him better. Amen. I, I don't know what all heaven's going to be. Don't really understand all of that. And uh, I don't know how much we will know or how much that we won't know. That's, I know that's very debatable. And, uh, but uh, uh, I don't know how much we will remember. I know we're not going to remember any of the bad. Right. I don't remember whether, I don't know whether we remember any of the good or not. But if we do, this will be one of the good times that I will be able to remember. Well, if you'll, if you'll stand with me. Hallelujah. Y'all been so kind to me. Amen. Help me preach and do what I do. I just do what I do. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm just me. I'm just a country preacher from Kentucky. And I just do what I do. Amen. And uh, Peter said, silver and gold, have I none but such as I have give I. You can't give nobody nothing you ain't got. All you can give is what you've got. And I found out that was acceptable. A willing mind's accepted of the Lord. Not what a man don't have. We're always willing to, God, to give God that that we do not have. But uh, what we do give to God, when we're willing with it, whether it's finances or praise or whatever it is, we need to do it as unto the Lord. Such a familiar passage of Scripture. But that's what I want to preach tonight. Verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany of the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Uh, I, I didn't tell you. John chapter 11. I'm sorry. I know where I was going. I figured you all did. Amen. John chapter 11 and 1. I'm so sorry. That's why I got a good wife. Amen. Amen. Well, when you get there, say praise the Lord. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but unto the glory of God, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha, Mary, Martha, and her sister, and Lazarus. When he heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days in the same place where he was. Well, praise the Lord. May not come when you want him to, but it'll always be right on time. Why don't you tell somebody it's not too late? For a miracle. Tell somebody else. It's not too late. 
for a miracle. Why don't you tell the Lord, it's not too late for my miracle. Now will you pray with me? Eternal God, we're so thankful for your goodness and your kindness and your love and your mercy. Oh, Jesus, help us today, God. Oh, I need your divine touch and your anointing. Help us, oh God. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, I appreciate you. Magnify you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. Throughout this chapter, twice at the beginning and on down in the chapter, you will find these words. And Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Amen. Now Lazarus is sick. and They've sent word to Jesus that he whom thou lovest is sick. Oh, preach it. Not too late. It's not too late. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the banker says. I don't care what the marriage counselor says. It's not too late. When man says no, that don't mean God says no. It's not too late for... I got a word from the Lord for somebody in this house tonight. It's not too late for your miracle. Get back, devil. Hallelujah. Glory. Here was, here was, you know, point number one. Jesus loved them. The Lazarus was sick. Jesus loved them, and Lazarus died. And just because you prayed, and God has not moved does not mean that God does not love you. I mean, Jesus loved these folks. He went and had Sunday dinner, fried chicken and mashed potatoes, amen, and cream gravy, glory to God, and green beans with some ham. Well, man, I had any ham hock in it. Well, praise the Lord, and a big old coconut pie, amen. He felt at home in these folks' house. Jesus loved these folks. And I come to tell you tonight, your, your back may be against the wall, and it may seem like heaven is never going to move, amen, but I came to to tell you tonight, God loves you. You're his child. I don't care if the bad has gotten worse. I come to tell you, Jesus loves you, and it's not too late for your miracle. He loved them. He loved them. And then here he is. Waits two days. You know, this this gives us a lesson. Jesus is not the butler. He's not the waiter down the restaurant. More tea. Waitress, more tea. Another soda. 
serving him. Well, praise the Lord. We need to learn how to wait on God. Jesus wasn't in any, he wasn't in any hurry at all because he knew when he got there, everything's going to be all right. Martha may have been worried. Amen. Mary may have been worried. All the uncles and aunts may have been worried, but Jesus wasn't worried at all. Matter of fact, he said, this sickness is not under death, and Lazarus was already dead. Say, by how glory. But it don't matter what, it don't matter what anybody says. When Jesus said, everything's going to be all right, everything is going to be all right. No matter what the specialist says, and the second opinion says, and the third opinion says, that don't mean squat. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and uh, so Jesus, he looks around and, and says, well, it's time to go. He said, Lazarus is asleep. First, they tried to talk him out of it. He said, you know, last time you was over there, you, you got in trouble. And uh, you think it's wise for us to go? He said, yes, Lazarus is asleep. And we've got to go wake him. One of them fellas said, well, if he sleeps, he'd look like him. He's doing good. So Jesus says, Lazarus is dead. Now, two verses up there, he said, this sickness is not under, the, under death. But for the glory of God. <laughs> Woo! Brother, I'm going to tell you, sometimes you can face situations that seems impossible. I was preaching several years ago, and I don't know if I've said this here or not. You know, you get my age, it really don't matter. Praise the Lord. I keep going, I'll be able to hide my own Easter eggs if I believed in it. Praise the Lord. Amen. But, uh, uh, well, can you say glory? Glory. And, 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 and uh, he said, you know, you know, this sickness is not under death. Right. But it's full of glory. God, I was preaching at a place years ago. And the Lord asked me a question when I was preaching. And, uh, uh, and he asked me, what is the first ingredient for a miracle? Nobody understands it, but preacher, or maybe just me, I just might be nuts. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but I'm, I'm running loose. Amen. And, uh, Brother Nick, you know, first thing that comes to my mind, first ingredient for a miracle, faith. And just like the Lord said, uh uh. the first ingredient for a miracle is an impossibility because if you don't have an impossibility you don't need a miracle but if you got an impossible but if you got an impossibility you are you already got the first ingredient in the mix I come to tell somebody tonight it's not too late for a miracle 
And, 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 and Jesus made his way. And Martha sees him coming. She's running out of the house. She's exasperated. She, she felt like he ought to have been there. Anybody here ever been exasperated at the Lord? Well, I come across something one time reading, brother. It was in one of our candlestick scriptures, mind you. But part of this verse jumped out at me where it said he's the everlasting father. That literally means he's the father of eternity. That means he begets eternity. I know he begets time. Genesis 1 lets me know that. Well, he begets. You can't, you can't measure eternity. And he's the father of eternity. So he ain't worried about our clock or our watch. God, you got to hurry up. Huh? The father of eternity is not frustrated. Oh, no, no. He's not frustrated or intimidated by time. Time may frustrate me, and time may intimidate me, but time don't mean nothing to Jesus. Because when he gets there, everything is going to be all right. So he, so he, gets, so he gets there, and, and he, Martha said, Lord, if you would have been there, my brother would not have died. That's faith. She had perfect faith. If Jesus would have been there, Lazarus would not have died. She had faith in yesterday. All kind of folks got yesterday faith. If you'd been there when the apostles was alive, if you'd been back there when Brother Bean and Brother Dukes, even and Brother Barnes, if you'd been there when this happened, their revival, you'd have got your healing and you'd got well. But God's not the God of yesterday. He was God yesterday, but He's not the God of yesterday. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, your brother shall live again. And her faith jumped all the way from the past and went all the way to the future. I know that it will at the last day. But Jesus said, I am. Forget about yesterday and don't put it off for tomorrow. It's not too late and it's not too soon. Hey, for a miracle. Glory. Hallelujah. Let me give this little testimony. We was going through it wasn't as much to me as it was on the lot. Uh, back when we was at Racine, we bought a motor home and had a little old Datsun. Not Datsun, actually. Just soon being, praise the Lord. But it had a little old Saturn car behind it. It was a 97 Saturn. And uh, we got it all in one package. And I, I praise the Lord for it. We got a good deal on all of it. Only had like... Fifty-some thousand miles on it. But man, it sits so low near the ground. It really, it really hurt my wife. Getting in, getting out. Doing much driving. In it. it got acting up a little bit. And I have no mechanical skills at all. The least, uh, my mechanics is putting the gas in the tank. 
and some oil in that little hole if I can find it. Amen. Outside that, that's it. So she got really, really, really disturbed about it, and we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't afford to do anything else. And brother, brother Reagan preached down there at brother uh, uh, Emerson's. On he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly. You remember him preaching that? Above all, you can ask or think. How I many man? He had that so charged with faith. Talked about a house that the Lord blessed him with. So at, at Brother Nick's toward the end of that service, my wife went up there. You know she she had her hands in the air crying, and, and we went over to the motorhome that night. She said, I believe. I believe God's going to do it. I may have had a little bit of Thomas in me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I mean, she's all charged up and felt good. And I thought it was wonderful if he did. You know. But I wasn't, going, I wasn't looking for no new seat covers, if you understand. But it, 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 didn't, it didn't dissuade her. And I, well, I'm not going into a long story because I've got another long story to go into. But there's a 2008 Saturn View sitting out there that we can pull, and we don't own a nickel on it. Right. And that wasn't Preacher Steve's faith, that was Sister Cheryl's faith. Brother Regan preached. You know what? You know what? You know. You know. You know. You know what? You know. I've always had a hard time with that, Brother Regan. I, I, you know, it has to be the devil. I've always, had, I've always, all through the years, had a hard time asking God anything for me. That's just been a. I don't know where I got that at. I didn't get it from the Word of God. But anyhow, that, that that's been a conflict I've had, and I've done what you have not because you have not. Well, my wife. Her faith got charged, and she believed, and, and, and we're riding a, a 2008 Saturn view. Nothing over. Not too late for Mary. And uh, then Mary comes out and goes through the same rigmarole. And, 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 and uh, bring me one of them chairs, brother. And uh, uh, thank you, brother. Just set it down right there. Jesus said, "Show me where you have laid him." And they they begin to make their way there. And the closer they get, it's fresh. He's just been dead four days. Martha and Mary goes dwelling. The women goes crying. Jesus, even knowing what he was going to do, the Bible said he was moved with agony. And Jesus wept. Boy, I'm glad our God is not a God of stone and wood and brass. He can feel what you're feeling. We have a high priest that is touched with the feeling of our mind. Well, glory to God. I'm glad he's touched. Even when I'm hurt, he's hurt. He feels my feelings. 
said, show me where you have left. Look at him and say, glory. June the 3rd, June the 9th, 2003. June the 9th, 2003. I kissed my wife. She's on her way to Tennessee to see her brother, her and my two nieces. And uh, I, I decided I'm going to go to Bloomington. I was about 25 miles from where we lived. I was about halfway to Bloomington and my cell phone rang. And a voice came on that I didn't know. He said, are you Mr. Epley? I said, yes, I am. Are you Cheryl Epley's husband? I said, yes, yes, I am. So well, your wife has been involved in a very serious automobile accident. And uh, uh, she won't let us treat her. She's worried about your nieces but we really feel like your nieces are going to be all right would you tell her to let her let us treat her I said yes I will so they gave me the phone I talked to her she's crying I said baby they said that Pam and Autumn's going to be all right let them treat you and 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 uh, uh, I got off the cell phone and I began to call some of the saints Called a preacher friend or two of mine. I said, I don't know what I'm facing, but they're taking her to the U of L hospital in Louisville. So I knew it was bad. That was the trauma center for that area. I said, Would you just have the folks to pray? That was the longest 60 miles I ever drove in my life. I drove and I was praying. As I began to cross the Ohio River, the bridge there, the John F. Kennedy Bridge, my phone rang. And I said, Brother Epley? I said, yes, and this is Brother, Brother James Swindle. And I heard about your wife's accident. And I don't know what you're getting ready to face. But the Lord told me to tell you that everything... Is going to be all right. We got to the we got to the hospital. We couldn't get in. I mean, there's a nurse there, and she wouldn't let us in. Finally, one of the young ministers from the church walked in right behind some nurses, and they thought he was a, a part of the crew, I guess. So he come out and found us and brought us back. It. it it hadn't been over an hour at the most. And my wife was already swelled up twice her size. Her heart was beating 200 and some odd times of whatever. I mean, you could see just like it was beating out of her chest. And I asked the doctor. They said, we don't know. We're waiting for Dr. V to come down. Yeah, of course, U of L's a teaching hospital. This was a Greek physician. U of L's where they done the first heart transplant, then the first uh, artificial heart transplant, and so it it was a very, it was a, a very academically high hospital. So in about thirty minutes or so, Doctor V come and said, "Well, 
uh, Mr. Epley said, what we think has happened. We think that the ligament that holds the aorta into place has been severed. We'll have to go in there and clamp the aorta off to do this surgery. We're not going to have about 45 minutes or an hour to do this surgery. It's a very serious surgery. I said, I said okay. okay. So he said, why don't y'all go upstairs up there in that main waiting room and wait up there. So I mean, an hour passed by and another hour passed by. And here come Dr. V. And he said, uh, Mr. Epley, you can tell by the look on their face. That's bad news. So we have misdiagnosed your wife. And uh, it's not the ligament that has severed, but her aorta has severed. I said, how could her aorta be severed? And I thought, if your aorta severed, you just had minutes to live. He said, that's right. You're correct. He said, but it looks like the blood came out around her, 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 her sever and clotted and stopped the bleeding. I'm going to tell you it's not too late for a miracle. He said, now we're going to do this surgery, and I'm going to tell you, now I'm just going to tell you, your wife's not going to make it. He said, don't get your hopes up said, you know, I, you know we're, we're venturing into territory that we've never done before. And said, she's, she's just probably just not going to make it. But said, if, if she lives, that's all we can do. So he, he hadn't been gone but just a few minutes, and my wife's brother come in and her sister. So I called, and I said, man, could my, her family just got here. Would you mind us seeing her before y'all do the surgery? Anybody knows anything about uh, medical procedure? You know how you know how strange this would be. This just don't happen. They brought us right down in the operating theater. I mean, the blood was squirting. There was blood squirting in the air. There was blood running off the running off the bed. I, I, it, it, it was it was devastating. And my, my, my brother-in-law grabbed the doctor and said, Doc, what kind of percentages are we looking at? He said, less than five. Less than five. We went back up. We just all fell on our face and began to pray. I think it was six hours, if I'm, if I'm remembering right. Around six hours later, the doctor come down. He is wore, oh, he was wore out. He said, Mr. Epley, I don't know how to tell you this, but she's alive. And she came through the surgery just fine. But don't get your hopes up. Because I don't believe she'll live through the night. This is too bad an injury. He said, but I will tell you this. If she lives through tonight, it won't be anything we have done. It'll be him. So they carted her up to the to the uh, trauma intensive care trauma section, and the uh, ward late afternoon, I'd say somewhere around four o'clock, that blood pressure began to sink. It was just like somebody come in there and turned her blood pressure off. 
the top number, the highest it got for an hour was 45. And uh, we was praying. Another hour went by, 45. Another hour went by. Finally, I seen Dr. V sitting up there in the nurse's station. I'm about to say, Doctor, what's going on? He said, I told you she wasn't going to make it. I told you. He said, I don't believe she'll pull through. But if she does, if she does, we won't be, we've already done all we can do. So I sent word, sent my brother-in-law, sent word upstairs. There's about 100 saints and preachers up there in the waiting room. They all begin to pray. They sent out emails and, 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 and phone calls made all across this world. And folks begin to pray. And I don't care if you believe this or not. But I'm sitting in that room. And I'm talking to her. She can't hear what I'm saying. They say, talking to the Lord. I told the Lord. I said, Lord, you don't have to heal her. You're God. But I'd appreciate it if you would. I'm telling you. I felt a presence walk into that room. As sure as I'm sitting in the seat, I felt two big gold arms just wrap around me and pull me into his bosom. That's the only way that I know how to describe it. While I was sitting there weeping, the door came open. It was, it was my brother-in-law. He said, Brother Epi, I know you don't want to be bothered. He said, we just got a call from Brazil. And Brother Cleve Lambert said he was down praying. He said, the Lord told him to tell you, help us on the way. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Can I tell you in 30 minutes? Can I tell you in 30 minutes? That blood pressure, well, glory to God. That blood pressure had normalized and she had stabilized. I saw the doctor the next day. He's walking down the hall. He said, Not too late for a miracle. Glory. I don't remember how many days and all that she spent up there in the in that in that trauma. I don't know if anybody's been around one of them trauma units before, but you talk about sapping your faith. I mean, brother, there's somebody dying there. Young guys coming in there, they wouldn't be there an hour or two and they'd be dying. I mean they wouldn't she was in there and, and, and if I, it was 12 or 14 days that she was up there. And I'm telling you, there's only three people alive out of two or three dozen that was up there. I mean, they just died right and left. And uh, we're there. We're just there standing on the promise. <laughs> Amen. Would God we believe what you said? And uh, so after we got her down in, into, in, into a regular room, the first day the doctor come down there and said, oh, Mr. Epley, I'm just going to tell you how it is. I just released a triathlete today. He wasn't but in his 20s. His health was wonderful. 
and his, his injury was nowhere near as bad as your wife's. And he's been in here for a year. Your wife will be in here between one to two years. You need to get you an efficiency apartment down here where you can be by. I'm going to tell you, I wasn't excited to hear that. And she really wasn't excited to hear that. Can I tell you, 22 days, 22, 2-2, from the time that we rolled her in the emergency room, in 22 days. Because it's not too late for a miracle. Now she had what they call the Princess Diana surgery. Anybody remember what happened to Princess Diana? She died. Then John Ritter, a movie star out there in California, uh, he had the same surgery. And he died. Up to about two years ago, my wife had the same doctor, and this fascinated her, this case. And she was my wife's primary physician. So she kept up with these surgeries. And up to two years ago, the last time we saw Dr. Klein, we was in the office with her, and she said, we was talking about it, she said, Mr. Epley, do you realize there's been 200 of these surgeries since your wife? Is that right? She said, yeah. And she's the only one living. She's the only one living. He said her case is in the textbooks. And they're trying to figure out what they did, that she's alive and the rest of them die. Well, I can find it in the book. But you're not going to find it in the textbook. The book said the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up because it's not too late for a miracle. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, Show me where you have laid him. And they get there, and Jesus said, Roll the stone away. Oh, no, Lord. Said, We've had this problem so long, it's stinking. Has anybody been wrestling with what you've been wrestling with so long that it's stinking? And Jesus said, Roll that. The only thing that stood between them and the miracle was a stone. There's folks in this house tonight. There's a miracle beating on the other side of that stone trying to get out. But the Lord's not going to roll your stone away. Finally got some, somebody got, got, got some encouragement and they said, you get that, hey, my brother's back there. Get that stone out of the way. When the master says, move the stone, move the stone. Hey, 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 I'm going to tell somebody in the service today, there's a miracle waiting 
on the other side of your stone of doubt or stone of unbelief or stone of complacency. But he ain't going to move that stone. You got to move that stone if that miracle is going to come out of the grave. You need to move that stone away. Hey, hey. Hey, move that stone. Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. I'm going to tell you, there's folks in this house tonight. that a miracle is in the making for you. But you're going to have to move the stone. If you want the voice of God to speak that miracle into your life, you got to move the stone. If I gave this microphone, if I gave this microphone, to Brother Nix, who is raised on the missionary field. And we've not even ever had a conversation about it. But I can promise you the testimonies that they've had through the years is dear father and mother. <laughs> it would sound like the book of Acts. got insurance and good doctors and credit unions and 14,000 banks and, and if this don't work we're running over there and we really don't you know we generally call on God as the last resort we've done exhausted everything and we're exhausted ourselves by the time we call on God but down in Peru or in Brazil, or in Africa, they don't have that luxury. So when that child gets sick unto death, sometimes the hospital bed is worse than the malaria bed in the house. Because of the incompetence of the doctors there. The little old saint. Jesus my baby's sick. He's burning up with fever. If you don't come, we're going to have to bury him. And the world itself could not contain the books that be recorded of miracle after miracle that's happened in our generation. Not for the flamboyant, but for just praying saints. That he didn't come when you want him to. But it comes right on time. You got a choice. You can accept what you've got and learn how to live with it. Well, praise the Lord. And not expect anything to be any different. You can say, I'm not having it. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to gripe. But I'm going to believe. <laughs> Woo! If I prayed yesterday and it didn't happen, I'm praying again today. <laughs> if it don't happen today, I'm praying again tomorrow. 
Hey, I'm going to believe my faith and I'm going to doubt my doubt. I'm going to disbelieve my unbelief and I'm going to believe my faith. I don't believe it's too late for a miracle. Somebody in this house needs to believe God tonight. What God can do if you believe. You know that old song? There's no telling what God can do if you'll only believe. Oh, there is no telling what God can do if you'll only believe. Oh, I call. I called on the Lord. He healed my body. Blessed my weary soul. There is no telling what God can do if you'll only believe. Oh, there is no telling. Sister Nix, I'm going to pray for you. Hey, we're going to move that stone away tonight. Woo! <laughs> I join my faith with this good woman of God's faith. <laughs> Father, I feel a miracle in the making. <laughs> Scripture we read this morning said you was the same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> We're not taking no for an answer. We know it's not too late. You're always right on time. I believe you tonight, Jesus. He What God can do if you'll believe. Well, I called. If you need a miracle, I want you to come stand here right now. I feel faith. I want you, I want you to come stand here right now. I'm on grief. I'm on I'm on grief tonight. Elder. Amen. Oh, there is no telling what God can do. We're going to roll that stone away tonight. Dear God, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Woo, I joined my faith tonight. Jesus' name. Shakata Mahoyandaya. Ilalala Masandaya. Father, I realize this is an impossibility with man, but it's not an impossibility with you. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Send a miracle. Miracle worker. Work a miracle tonight. Jesus' name. Oh, if you believe. Whoa. In Jesus' name, Katomo Shandala.